ninjutsu fans, and welcome to a ninjutsu training podcast, where we take the powerful ancient ninja strategies and techniques and utilize them in real-world modern applications. Now, it's been a while since my last podcast, but I want to take a moment and thank each and every one of you for your support and the fantastic ideas and suggestions that get emailed to me to cover in the upcoming episodes. I want to let you know this is a labor of love and desire to spread the power of ninjutsu's techniques, tactics, and strategies in the modern world. So each episode will continue to link the past with the modern-day application of our art. Now, in this episode, we will be discussing two core skills from the Toga Koreru Ninjutsu Ryuha. Shinobi Iri, more specifically specialized walking skills, or Aruki, and Henso Jitsu, disguise tactics, which is contained in the larger component of Cho Ho, which is the espionage tactics. Now, this episode will be a little different, as at the end of each discussion will be an exercise or drill you can and should incorporate into your workout or training sessions. Just as I do each and every class with my students and my own practices. So, without any further ado, let's dive right in. Shinobi Iri is the art of stealth in entering techniques. Now, there are many, many tales of legendary ninja skills at entering an enemy's stronghold. Whether that was a castle or the feudal domain, the ninja developed specialized skills to allow them to enter an area or location utilizing the utmost stealth. Historically and in the modern day, the skills contained within Shinobi Iri are the ninjutsu's practitioner's techniques, strategies, and tactics of silent movement, breaking and entering skills, climbing methods, as well as how to gain access to inaccessible areas through less physical means. One particular set of skills, or Shinobi Aruki, stealth walking techniques, were essential to a ninja's success at entering or fleeing from a mission's objective. These techniques were practiced and drilled into a young warrior's training daily to ensure that they were effectively mastered. Stemming from within the curriculum of the Toga Koreru, these specialized walking skills included Yoko Aruki, sideways walking, Inu Aruki, dog walking, or creep through low places on all fours, Uki-ash, or small step, Shinobi-ash, stealthy step, Kitsune-aruki, fox walking, Shinso-toho-aruki, Nuki-ashi, or sweeping step, Ryohibi, serpent moving, Karasu-aruki, crow walking, and O-ash, or great step. Now, in an upcoming podcast, I will be explaining more of these Shinobi Eri skills. So, now that we have a few pointers to help enhance your stealth walking skills and finalize them with an exercise for you to practice. To begin with, in order to maintain stealthy walking in all environments, you should follow the following points. One. Maintain balance control 
by allowing your body weight to sink and be carried by the deeply flexed knee. Two, remember to breathe along with your movement. Unconsciously, holding your breath can unknowingly produce unneeded muscle tension and could result in gasping release of breath if you are startled or accidentally unbalanced. Three, stay alert to the entire scene. Do not become so engrossed in watching your feet that you do not notice other people and or elements entering into the surrounding area. Four, use all joints for movement. Emphasize fluidity through the engagement of the ankles, knees, and hips for stepping. Avoid the lazy and dangerous habit of stiffening the knees and swinging the entire leg from the hip. Five, maintain your weight and balance on your grounded leg while you move the other into position to bear the weight. When absolute silence is a must, avoid distributing your weight over both legs at the same time. Six, if practical, allow your hands to float lightly in front of you and beside your torso, one arm higher and one arm lower, to detect possible obstructions before you commit your body weight to encountering them. Seven, pause and hold your position if you feel that you have accidentally caused too much noise. Listen for signs that you are heard, such as the movement of others or the immediate silencing of background noise following your slip-up. Sink a little lower on your knees to physically relax that could normally jump into your body when you take alarm. Take a deep breath and release it slowly to further relax. Then continue your pause for as long as you feel is necessary to regain composure and allow possible listeners to decide that they did not hear anything at all. 8. Be as patient as possible. If speed of travel is not important, take as much time as you can. Impatience and the resultant hasty movement that it encourages are the greatest dangers to the person who must move silently and without detection. Keep your movements appropriate to your surroundings. Do not go to greater lengths than necessary to conceal your movement, while at the same time being aware of what others entering the area may see if they cannot hear. Total silence may not be needed when moving through a wooded or even densely populated area where scattered noise is a natural part of the environment. Also, be aware that low-profile crawling or sliding may be the only way to move silently without being seen in some locations. So now you have nine pointers, but below, coming up, is an exercise for you to practice. Pretend it is the middle of the night, and you have heard a crash from another room. You silently leave your bed and have to move to where your weapons and or gear are. But are you ready? This lesson will involve familiarizing and moving throughout your household in total darkness, stealthily. So the exercise begins with step one. Turn all lights off 
and draw the curtains so as to prevent outside ambient light from entering the rooms of your home. Step two. From your bedroom, move as silently as possible from room to room. If you have a family, have them join in on this exercise. At this point in the exercise, if you have weapons hidden in your home or have an escape plan in place, now is the time to see if you can reach them or escape in total darkness. Step 3. With the lights out, concentrate on your other senses to help guide you through the home. Step 4, and the last step, after exercise is completed, review with all the participants and what their weaknesses were. Who was the loudest? Were you able to get to a safe area? Were you able to secure your weapons? Review and practice this exercise to increase your night movement skills within your home. Then, expand it to outdoor drills. You never know when it may come down to saving your life in the future. Now, our second section of this audio is going to cover Henso Jitsu. Henso Jitsu, for those of you who don't know, is ninjutsu skill involving disguise, impersonation, and infiltration tactics. Henso Jitsu is a subcategory of the 30 methods of becoming invisible or escaping, and it is a part of the Jin Tonpo of the Togakuriru Ha. It is a smaller component of Choho. This curriculum, which is really the interpretation of secret information or intelligence gathering, actually is the art of espionage and one of the fundamental 18 skills of the Toga Kororu school of ninjutsu. It was a very significant skill to master, as the main duties of the ninja were often spying and sabotage. Now, in order to complete the impersonation, the ninja created several, seven principal disguises that they would utilize on a regular basis. These seven disguises were known as Shichiho De, or the seven ways of going. Now, these seven principal disguises are Akindo, or a merchant or tradesman, Hokashi, a musician, Komasu, that's a Buddhist priest, Sarugaku, which is an entertainer or showman, Shukaki, or Buddhist monk, Ronin, a samurai for hire, and Yamabushi, or a wandering ascetic monk. Now, in the modern world, I think that a Ronin decked out with his classical weapons would stand out a bit. So here is a more modern interpretation. An Akindo, a merchant, tradesman, or even a businessman, dressed appropriately for their trade. A Hokashi, a musician, carrying an instrument, a guitar player, it could be a street musician. Komasu, is a priest or a clergy member. Now, be sure to understand the religious aspects that you are impersonating. Sarugaku, or as an entertainer or showman, could be anybody. It could be a magician, a singer, a dancer, any of these fields. Shukuki, or a monk. There are still several types of monks in the area around where I live, and I'm sure that whether they're Catholic or Jesuit, etc., there are in yours. Ronin can be many things, 
a policeman, a fireman, or some type of authority figure, even a military operative. A Yamabushi could be a homeless vagrant, or just a homeless person in general. Now, this list is only a guide. There are many ways to blend in with characters that are more suited to certain missions. Remember, the idea is to blend in, to be the gray man, to not stand out in the crowd. It is often these unseen who get away during the commotion. Now, with that as a background, let's talk about Gisojitsu, or the art of impersonation. It was not only enough to just disguise yourself from the enemy. It is too easy to slip up or have accidents that might jeopardize or even blow your cover. The ninja typically had to immerse themselves and learn the character traits of another class quickly and then impersonate the members of that class. For instance, if workers were walking in large numbers toward a worksite, using this skill the ninja observes the workers, copies the same clothing and walking style, then follows the crowd in just like other workers. To accomplish this, the ninja was a well-studied sociologist, observing people in other towns for long periods of time until, just like actors, ninja would blend in with the crowd. They acted like either one of the major classes to spy on people in order to take on a role or impersonation so deeply that it became a way of living. The ninja developed a specialized tactic known as Hengan Kasha no Jitsu, or the method of totally becoming a new character for as long as possible. Now this involves following five primary principles. One, the appearance. Do you look the part of whomever you are trying to be? Are you wearing appropriate clothing? Do you carry the appropriate tools? Do you have the, ling the lingo? Knowledge. Do you have the skills to act like someone you are trying to supposed to be? Again, it gets back to understanding your original character that you're trying to get to. Language. Can you speak the language of that character? How about the technical lingo? That is so critical. Geography. Do you know the layout of the land, the building, or even the home area of your character? If you were walking down the street, took a wrong turn, and you were supposed to live there, you clearly are going to get your cover blown. Psychology. A doctor does not act like he is a doctor. He just is. This involves becoming fully involved in your character. You need to understand this. You need to practice this before you step onto the street to practice this as in its real form. So now, with all being said, you should have a great deal of information on Henso Jitsu and Giso Jitsu. But how do you or how can you practice this and improve and develop your skills? So here is your lesson and homework. Number one, the strategy of this is to develop a disguise kit. Now remember, a disguise is intended to impede future recognition and or to allow an operative to blend in with their environment so as to disappear into the background of a crowd. So a good disguise 
should include the following. It is able to cover up your facial features or characteristic features, is generic and easily available, is quickly and easily put on, applied, or taken off, is of little value and can be disposed of easily. Now, with that being said, this is what I have in my disguise kit. I have false mustaches and beards, sideburns, I have a fake pair of eyeglasses, actually several sets, I have several wigs and sunglasses. There are also teeth applications that you can purchase and you can put, say, cotton balls into your cheeks to make them puffy. As another part of, the, of your practice in Henso Jishu, you need to first be aware of what I earlier called the gray mend. Now, these are the people who you can become at will if necessary. So here is the second exercise to practice. For one week, keep track in a log in a lesson book the following things. How many homeless people do you see? What are they wearing? Where are they located? And what actions are they doing? Two, how many police officers do you see? and their normal working locations. Maybe it's even where they park their cruisers as they set up a speed trap. Three, are there any crossing guards? Again, same as above. You need to know their locations and what they do and how they act and act. How about telephone and cable linemen? Here's a good one for you. How about taxi drivers? The number of taxi drivers you see every day. Common people that blend in with the background all the time. Now this list is just the tip of an iceberg on those around us whom blend in but can be visually seen each day. Does our mind lock onto them as a threat? Mostly no. Sometimes they may seem out of sorts but there must be a big good reason for them to be there, right? So good luck with these two lessons and practice them well. Now, before we leave these two topics, I would like to leave you with some words of wisdom from Sokaku, excuse me, from Soke Toshitsugu Takamatsu. Stealthy reconnaissance is the ninja's chief contribution to victory. The ninja should move undetected into an enemy's area of influence and gather pertinent information about the enemy's strengths and weaknesses escaping in a manner that prevents his presence from being known. The ninja then returns to his allies with the knowledge that will permit an attack at the most opportune time and place, leaving the enemy bewildered by the fact that the attack just happened to befall them at their weakest point. Alright now, we're wrapping up. So I took two areas of the ninjutsu curriculum and gave you a more updated and modern application. And yes, of course, we will be covering more of this type of knowledge in future episodes. With all the feedback I have been receiving, I have lots of ideas and questions to cover from our listeners. So hold on and stay tuned. A lot more episodes will be coming out. So as we come to close this episode, I hope you really enjoyed this look at what we've just covered. 
I hope to be continuing to post another podcast shortly, so stay tuned for more great information. Now keep in touch with us. Stay up on the latest updates. You can follow me on Twitter at ninjutsuguy at twitter.com, Facebook, ninjutsutrainingonline.com, and our most awesome blog, www.ninjutsutrainingonline.com. Until next time, Bufu Ikan.